Hey, hey, I'm Saving Content Zone at Acosta, and welcome to .exe, a saving content podcast. It's episode 15, and in the virtual audio booth is the tan man who can, 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 Eric Acosta. I can, 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 two can, Sam. Follow your nose? Yeah, I, mm, I kind of read that wrong. I really wanted to say, is the tan man who can, can, can. Eric Acosta. See, that sounds a little uh, better. Yeah, see, I was I was thinking, were you going with Toucan Sam or are you going with Andy Homer Simpson, man? <laughs> uh neither. <laughs> and neither neither was uh, it was it. So apparently we're not on the same string. <laughs> no, no, no. I was going for uh just so I wrote it down on the the document just so that it looks funny because it says can 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 three times. I so, thought that was hilarious. Uh, and figure when I go to read it, it's going to be the tan man who can, 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 you know, the dance, can, can. Right. Uh, so there should have been a comma. I re- <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I did not read that right. No. Well, it's funny because I read that and I was like, the first thing out of that whole intro I read was can, can, can. <laughs> My <laughs> can, eyes can, went can. directly to that. I'm like, can, 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 can. So it's been another week and we've done stuff. Done stuff. Yes. What about you? Have you have you done anything of note? Of note? Not really. I mean (laughs) Ditto. uh, Basically watch I mean watched Moon Knight, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That was a nice uh nice ending. That was a good I I really enjoyed it. I did too. I really, really hope they bring Moon Knight into the MCU like legitimately. And I would love to see a movie. That's just me. But um, I would love to see Oscar Isaac come back. See, I don't. I think. I kind of think what I would prefer is that some of the characters are um, sanctioned off into their own. Yeah, like so like you're not gonna have an Iron Man TV show. If they do another Iron Man anything, it's a movie. That strictly stars that character. Right. So like for uh let's say Moon Knight. I I don't want to see a movie, but I would like to see him in movies. So medium like, specific. Like if yeah, you're like, going to have uh that character in the ep- in a TV medium then leave them in the tv medium except for cameos or bringing them into a movie where they may star in it or it may be in it but they're not the star or the main that right. they're not the title character it is not the headliner you're not going to see what i wouldn't want to see is the moon knight movie or moon knight movie you. whatever because keep them in that medium you know because that character would tells really good through that you know uh, seasonal story arc whereas right. trying to fit everything into a movie is you know hard uh, but same goes with any other character like I wouldn't want to see a Thor TV series if it's Thor you know Thor like, stays to the movies because what about Lady Thor gonna, uh, well maybe but I'd like to see, see a beta red bill that would be cool well Depending on if he's in the movie or not, <laughs> he you know it would be a good introduction to be onto like a TV show or something. Um, but as for like um, 
Jane Foster Thor, I I think I would like to see that as a TV series so that the Thor universe can continue without the movies, but right. I don't think it will happen because um Natalie, Natalie Portman Boyer. is a bigger star than that. She I could see her asking for way too much money for a TV. Uh, she thinks she's a bigger star than that. <laughs> <laughs> she believes herself to be above. <laughs> well, she might not. She might not. But I think her name... Or, okay, yeah. Uh, management or perception of her seems yeah. to be that she's a, yeah, uh, a bigger star. Which, I mean, okay, but... She's I mean, you can make Robert the Downey case, Jr. big, yeah, right. Uh, I mean, you can make the case for like you know Oscar Isaac did a TV series, but and he's a fairly big star. I mean, he's starred in yeah. many different roles, uh, or you know Tom Hiddleston with Loki, right? Yeah. So you know you could make the case, but you know in in my view of things, like in a hierarchy of movie, like I wouldn't expect a um, Robert Downey Jr. to play a TV series on Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, or like a, a Chris Evans, you know, yeah. I would expect them to be cameos, but I wouldn't expect them to hold a whole series and go out and shoot a whole series. Granted, a TV series, from what I understand, uh, shooting schedule-wise, is far easier than a movie. Right. But, you know, again, it's the whole... Um, when it comes to scheduling. Yeah, scheduling. Yeah. yeah. Well, see I, see, I see the TV series medium as, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I would love to see, like, a uh, the villains or the, the bad guys TV series. Like, you know, like how they did with the, the MODOK on, was it Netflix or something? <laughs> Hulu. That oh, Hulu, was- that's what it was. Now, that, granted, I mean, that was that's an offshoot of like craziness. I get, you know, that's, yeah, that's very it, different. Not than, connected to any real universe or anything, right? But I would but, love to see like a you know, on the villain side, like I would love to see you know because they're trying to make they in the MCU they they try to are making these villains, um, appealing to the to the to the um audience. Well, so I like, think you know, Thanos that... wasn't just a murdering son of a bee. He had a reasoning for it, even though in yeah. the comics that really wasn't there. He was just trying to impress death. Like, you know, they took I... that away. Like, I think that I... might be, for me at least, I think that might be one of uh, Marvel's flaws is that some of the villains, they focus too much on trying to make you um... like them. Yeah, to or, trying to make you root not for like them. them. Right. Like, give you a little bit of empathy there you uh, go. That's for the villain. Empathy. When it's like, no, sometimes the villain is just wants to be bad. It oh, doesn't I, have to be they have a cause. You know, some Batman villains are, you know, empathetic. Bad. You know, you can <laughs> oh, get behind okay, something like a Mr. Freeze. <laughs> right. Because, you know, his he can't help his wife. <laughs> Right, but then on the other side, it's like uh, now I'm not too familiar with the the penguin backstory or anything, but like a uh, you know a, a cobblepot, he's just a bad guy, or the Joker. you shouldn't have to have a story based around like rooting for him. So that whole right. penguin mini series that they're coming out with on like Warner Brothers, I don't 
I don't know about. Um, well, seem- see, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm on the same boat of like, yes, I'm not a fan of the, um, like with Thanos, I was not a fan of the, you know, uh, give him justification for what he's doing. You know, like make people have people see like, well, he's he's making the hard decision and sometimes, you know, just like a hero making the hard decision, a villain can make the hard decision and not necessarily be the villain. Like it's this, you know, the flip side of the same coin. I get that dichotic mm-hmm. storytelling. But I was not a fan of that with Thanos because Thanos is is just a jerk. Like in the comics, that's what he he is a Titan slash Eternal who just wants to destroy things. Then that's right. what he lives for. He lives for chaos. I mean, that's he, what he, he has a I guess you could say a traumatic backstory. You know, he has a traumatic in the comics backstory too and everything. But but you know, that's not what just, drives him. Right. He's just a bad dude. <laughs> right. Like the whole infinity. The the whole like murdering half of the universe from what i remember the comics it was it was because he was trying to impress death yeah lady death <laughs> like that's what he was he was like hey i can do this for you because you know i'm thanos like the mad king like that's what he did so like i i i'm not a big fan of that but seeing that that's how they're doing the villains in the mcu like gore the god butcher yeah yeah you're making the you know they're they're definitely telling this tale of gore right um mm-hmm. of like you know him being uh, now, I, I guess that sounds a little different being that it, it is different his comic backstory is supposed to be is, pretty empathetic is that yeah his comic backstory is supposed to be right but like the whole thing is like that's what they it looks like what they want to go with their villains they want their villains to have an empathetic theme so give them give them something more fleshed out in a in a tv series right sure because in a in a movie you kind of already know the backstory of the superheroes most of the superheroes unless it's an origin story but the villain you don't typically get a backstory on a good backstory unless it's in a um origin story because it's that like the nemesis villain that grows up or you know is the first villain of the the superhero so, like, if you want to truly build this character and make them empathetic to, you know, people empathetic to him, give him a TV show, <laughs> right? Flesh yeah. them out. Give them, you know, don't necessarily say, oh, yeah, every villain was a good guy or a good gal at one point. But, you know, justification. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to do an Agatha Harkness show. So, <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm excited, and that's one thing I'm kind of excited for. That I would I don't know I would love to see kind of how they go about. Like, are they do they just go like, hey, here's just the villain, here's the bad guy side of things. They're not necessarily redeemable or whatever. Just here's all the bad things that they've been doing, and how how many times that they've won. That's another thing that I've always found funny is you know you don't see a whole lot of wins in the villain villain world. Well, ideally you wouldn't see any except for like you know. Like a end war infinity game. Right. But you would see they definitely have wins. Right. So they, they, but they're just much, much smaller and minor. The little stepping stones until the hero can stop them. So there's wins. <laughs> I just realized <laughs> I, I, I spliced those two names together. Uh, end game and infinity war. 
<laughs> oh, I was like Agatha Harkness. No, that, no, that's I right. said. Endgame. I said uh, Infinity Game and End War. <laughs> I I missed that. I completely missed that. Did you? <laughs> After I said it, I'm like, wait, hold up. I I said I said a boo boo. <laughs> I I completely completely missed that. That's well, funny. So we've got another Marvel thing coming out. We've got. Uh, well, Doctor Strange is out and right. uh, tempted to go watch it uh, on my own. <laughs> Although I'm depending on because I'm coming up to, to see you guys again at the end of the month to see uh-huh. maybe we wait and see if you guys want to do it or not. But yeah, I was. Yeah, I mean, we're tempted to the same thing. Des was actually watching the YouTube uh, thing <laughs> and she I'm, thought it was. Uh, the like something from the Spider Man uh, from um, No Way Home or oh. yeah, No Way Home, whatever. And she was wa- watching the first few seconds. She's like, I no, haven't no, no, seen no. this. I haven't. And she's like, Oh no 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 no! This is not what I want. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm I'm trying to tiptoe around any spoilers. Granted, you know they don't really affect me, but I just kind of I want to be surprised at some of this stuff. Um, oh yeah, I mean, Des is yeah that way. I'm, I don't care. Yeah, it's not. It's like knowing it. Like doesn't make. I it went into No Way Home knowing some stuff. Like you oh, kind of yeah. knew that, you know, who would show up would show up. Uh, but the surprise is kind of the cool thing to have. But to see it on screen is even better. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I mean, I'm even not... if I don't, even if I know it ahead of time, oh well. But yeah. I'm trying to keep myself from, you know, accidentally falling into that. Yeah, I don't know. Like the surprise to me is not necessarily the crazy awesome part of that it's the it's the journey that got to it well but of course I, I get it um so yeah the well uh i'm hearing good things so i'm excited to eventually go and see that uh even better fits with you guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll see <laughs> um but so, speaking of villains yeah right we there we played something this over this weekend Weekend? That day? It was I don't know. Weekend? I, yesterday? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is pretty villainous. Oh, no, wait. Well, it wasn't yesterday, was it? It was It was this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm losing track of days. Me too. Uh, we, we played Villainous, uh, the Disney uh, board. Well, it's a board game that has Disney characters in it. There's a bunch of different versions of it without Disney characters. We just happened to play the the Disney villain one. Well, um, so it's, yeah, it started, the, the original game was Disney villainous. So it was the, that was like Ravenscroft, I think. Ravensburg or, Raven, yeah, or whatever Ravensburg, it is. Puzzle it is. people. <laughs> yeah, those guys. They made that game and it like blew up. Uh, and they have a bunch of different, they have a bunch of different Disney villain versions and then they have two Marvel villain versions. Mm-hmm. Um, and we played the the Disney version. Yeah, yeah. So now, granted, we also were playing the the physical game. So how you may ask, do you play a physical game uh with a distance of three hundred miles in between each other? You throw things very, very far. <laughs> so uh we got onto a video call and I played through uh Tabletop Simulator. Yes. 
and just kind of you know let 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 everybody know what cards I was pulling and everything. But it worked pretty darn well. So when the pandemic like first everything first kind of started, uh, we were watching videos of uh, Rooster Teeth and Achievement Hunter, right? And they they had this thing called uh, they did um, oh they they played a bunch they played board games. It was, I think uh-huh. it was called Let's Roll. That's what it was. They called it a, it was a Let's Roll. So kind of like a Let's Play, but Let's Roll. Yeah. So it was board games. Well, they couldn't do that anymore because, you know, board games Distant. were, yeah, distance. They had all, they all uh, isolate. So they, we noticed they started using Tabletop Simulator. And that's when I started. I was like, hey, that's actually pretty cool. So I downloaded it and messed around with it a little bit. And so every once in a while, I can, I can get enough people <laughs> <laughs> to to get on and actually want to play <laughs> uh tabletop simulator. So I I really love it because it allows me, you know, to play board games with friends that I wouldn't normally be able to play a board game with. Right. You know, well, I mean, our away. plan our plan after the podcast is over here is we're going to hop into it's Marvel Champions, Marvel Legendary. Legendary. Yeah. So, you know, we it it works really well to be able to play, you know, physical board or card games online. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, it's been out for a while. Like, it's not new. Oh, no. It's just that it was a very niche market of people uh, before, the, um, before the pandemic. Right. And, and then- now more people are getting into it and it's become more popular because it's that it's it's not just a way to play like hard games you can play you know full board games and you can even set up D games yeah well uh it's got so many different options for <laughs> like what you can do within that space like oh, yeah. you, you you are literally in a room uh and you can set it to be like a void or you can set it to be like here's a table with like a card table or a poker table play your cards on it uh mm-hmm. and it uses uh steam workshop so people can just go on there add any game as long as you know they're able to <laughs> put all the stuff in there and uh yep. you can play the game which like i was telling you uh the other night it just it feels odd to me because it's not like you're modded in a car into a racing game or modded in like uh, a character or wrestler or like uh, a specific i don't know gun in like call of duty or something uh, you are physically adding in a whole new game within a game and it just doesn't feel like that you're it's supposed to work like that it, it's like, almost like if you were to take like snowrunner like i have a mod for snowrunner for that truck that's a mod right yeah it's almost as if you were to say hey here's inside of snowrunner um pizza delivery runner yeah a whole game it's like you've downloaded snow runner and someone in the workshop has put in an option to play mud runner in your game you can go buy mud runner but uh, or you can download it for free to play in snow runner it just doesn't seem like that's the right way to do it now granted i went and downloaded or subscribed to a bunch of different games that i would (laughs) like to play well and the um, thing funny thing about that is when i first got 
tabletop simulator, I did the same thing. I was like, oh, this is so cool. How are they, you know, how can they do this? Like, that seems kind of, that seems like, why would I go out and buy it now? I have it here. Oh, see, I, I have, have a thing about that. Oh, uh, I have found that I've bought more board games because of tabletop simulator. Because yep, I'm like, oh, that game is fun. That's exactly I want the actual what game. I was about to say is, for me, it's, it's kind of like actually playing it as a demo. Yep, to be because you're not going to get the exact same experience versus in person, but you'll oh, know yeah. how to play and you'll know if it's going to be fun. So, like, you know, um, I'm trying to think. Th- there are some that I want to try, like uh, Coup is yeah. one. Um, I've I've heard of it. I think I, I have had Coup. a copy a while back, but I don't know whatever happened to that. Um, and then uh, some other games that are like the uh, the resistance, I think, is one. Mm-hmm. And um, same company, I think, might be the same company. Uh, and then a few others that I just have never gotten around to trying. Would be nice to try and see if, like, oh, well, yeah, I'll go spend you know the twenty bucks it is to go buy this game now that I know that I'll enjoy it. <laughs> right. But yeah, because this is a bu- this is a fair amount of games that we have board games that we have here. Actually, I I. Uh, want to take to one of the board game places that we frequent uh, and give them because we tried it and it's like, yeah, that's not really my, I don't really like it, but it's not a bad game. It's just a game that I don't, and we don't enjoy the mechanics of that game. Right. Someone else would definitely enjoy it. We just know this this part uh, is just a little off topic, but I figure it'd be interesting to just to, to give you an update. Um, so when I was up there last, uh, me and Genevieve went out to the store to grab some uh, grocery stuff. And as we were driving by, we went to a Martin's. Uh, as we were driving by, we noticed that that car <laughs> shop that you were talking about yeah. was open. Finally? So I, I made mention to Genevieve that you think, uh, be sure to tell your dad about that. <laughs> Um, it was what I guess um eight nine o'clock when we had left to go get the those groceries, maybe yeah, least, yeah something like that. Um, yeah, that that car shop was open, <laughs> like the sign was lit and everything. And when we drove, when we left the grocery store, they were closed. The guy was locking up. Oh, so he okay? Because last time I went. Me and Jamie went, there was a truck there, and the sign said open, and I walked to the door, and it wasn't open. <laughs> like, I pulled it and went, yep, that's the opposite of open. That's not open. That is what's called closed. <laughs> Dude, little did you know, it's actually a front for another business that they don't want you to know about. Hey, it, it already is two businesses. It's card shop and shoes. So <laughs> <That's> so weird. <laughs> right? I don't get it. But hey, you know. Go there and buy your Pokemon cards and I guess get uh, new soles for your sneakers. I either that or it's just a uh, it's a shop for it's a it's a physical shop for scalpers. Yeah, sell right. <laughs> so if, if it can be scalped, you can sell it here. Right. Hey, you, you got some Pokemon cards that are rare and some Nikes. <laughs> Bring them on in. Bring them on in. So, yeah, we, we played Villainous and. Uh, that's a really fun game. I I do enjoy it. Uh, I I ended up being Jafar 
and boy did Jafar, like you were telling me after I picked him, he is like the long game. Oh and yeah. Yeah, I basically had to find a card to be able to go to a certain spot on my board to be able to activate activate Unlock the option it. to find another card and place that down to be able to open up the ability to move that card, which is a lamp card, to another location, but you can only move one space at a time unless you find another card that mm-hmm. allows you to move a whole like couple spaces. It, so it is a lot of setup to get to that point, to be able to get it to the point where you can actually win. <laughs> it's the way that they've, and I think, uh, you know, props to the, the game designers, They've put enough. They've put a good amount of um, thought into these characters' uh, win conditions, where you there's no way you're winning in under ten minutes. Yeah, I I feel like each character there's nobody in there that can be done, you know, relatively shortly. They all have to have some sort of little bit of setup. Like when we were playing the um, uh, the Marvel one, I was Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like. You know, man, how am I going to be able to... I don't remember the the, the conditions, but I, I remember thinking, how am I going to be able to do this? <laughs> I think it has something to do with points or something. Yeah, I can't remember either. But So, like, I, I, I play... I tend to play the same people. So, like, I told... I've said to Dez, because Dez likes villainous. Uh, I will continue to play Jafar until I win as Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> I was close. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you got about as close as I did one time. <laughs> <laughs> and usually, this is usually what ends up happening with me, with Jafar, is I'm like, oh, I got it. I'm on a roll. I'm almost there. And then somebody uh-huh. is one turn ahead of me. And I'm like, <laughs> right. no. No, 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 no. And it's usually because someone else faded me, which for people that haven't played Villainous is the way that like you interact with other players. So there's not like a card game where you're actually like putting your cards down and indirectly interfering with someone else's hand. You have to fate somebody. It's a specific action. And you you bring out like heroes and effects or something within their realm. Yeah. So like think about it like each player is playing their own game. Yeah. Until you can do a fate move where you're picking one of the other players to pull a card that can either be beneficial or hurtful, and mm-hmm. you get to select which card uh, they use. It, you, right. you draw two, and then you get to select which one uh, that person will use. So you could either end up helping or hurting that person. Right. And that's where like the, you know, the, the competi- competitive dynamic comes in. Right. Um, and usually what ends up with when I play Jafar is they people start, like I sit there, you know, my, you know, minding my own business, not being able to do anything because that's just too far. You, you, you have to wait. <laughs> you can't really uh, do anything for a long you, while. Exactly. You just have to run through your deck of cards to try and find this one card. And then when they people start seeing, you know, hey, oh, they're, they're starting to roll, then you start looking like you're catching steam. So then you just get hit with fates. And that's what usually happens. I'll get hit with like one or two fates late game that really just halt my progress and that gives like somebody else that one turn and it's typically keegan and his <laughs> stupid scar to to that one turn because his scars is all about math scars is mathematical 
because it's about how many uh, uh, heroes, the point value and how many heroes he kills. Ah, uh-huh, yes, right. So it's it's mathematical in that sense. It's so, you know, you uh, the whole thing about that is you obviously you don't want to fate scar because it brings out more heroes for him to kill. But then again, there are things in his fate deck that could really mess him up. So it's you know, it's it's a balance. Hmm. Well, uh, other than villainous, is there anything that you guys have been playing up on uh, your end? Uh, nothing really new. I mean, obviously, Snowrunner. Uh, just I'm actually at the point where I think I'm winding down on Snowrunner because I'm uh, at the last area and. and About uh, say you can't have much more left in that game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's a bunch of DLC, but I don't. I don't think I'm gonna get the DLCs. Um, I might do like modded maps mm-hmm. just because you know just give me something to mess around in but uh, I think my snow runner days my trucking days are coming to an end coming to an end hanging um, up that have you ever played who? American trucking sim- American American <laughs> trucking America truck simulator I, I forget American, which one American truck simulator yeah uh, so I was looking at that and realizing my snow running days may be over <laughs> okay um, I have played that and I do have one of the expansions um, I think you'll like it. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was looking at, it, I was like, hmm, because I was like, do I want to go to Mud Runner, or do I want to do American Truck Simulator? So, hmm. um, if you really want to, you know, ask some questions about how that you know goes and everything, you should talk to Scott. Uh, he did, oh, did a he lot of it? he did a lot of European, and uh, I think he's done a lot of more of american truck partly because i I mean he's from that that region of the u.s they're slowly making their way east (laughs) with all the dlc (laughs) true um but after that you know i played some more house flipper just again that's that that, like put it on put a podcast on music on whatever and go um that's always that's always fun um i actually did start in farming simulator oh okay uh, 2019 i have gone through two separate uh farming simulators review copies on the playstation i think i don't remember where i played them but they're fun oh yeah and that's that's the thing they it's it satisfies that like this is fun to play Mm -hmm. (laughs) for like you know uh that um downtime kind of thing yeah uh like I, I compared them to uh, a good 3D version of something like a Sim Farm. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to have Sim Farm. That was so much. Fun. I love. We used to play Sim Farm so much, so much. You can actually um, play it um, through like the what is it the the game archive online? The web archive online has like all the different um, games that you know either. Uh, what's the best way to put it like they are for archival purposes but they right. have a web player built in so that you can play some of the older dos games and everything right and you can play them without having to play it on an older computer they they will run natively it's an emulated yeah nice so like sim farm is on there so yeah you you could just load up a web page and play sim farm if you wanted that's pretty sweet i might have to try that um aside from that 
I also tried uh, Zoo Tycoon. Also a pretty fun one. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> um, I played about an hour and a half of that. Uh-huh. And I was kind of stoked. I was like, oh, this looks like it's fun. Uh, and after the tutorials, it froze. Uh-oh. So then I closed it, loaded it back up, had to do the tutorial again, and it froze. And closed it, loaded it back up, had to do the tutorial again. Oh, no. And it froze. I was like, well, this isn't as fun as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so I think next time I started up, I won't do the tutorial. Because <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the issue that I'm that coming seems in. seems to be the problem. <laughs> I'll just have to figure it out on my own. <laughs> um, I also did uh, Be Happy. Uh, I, I can say I was super excited when this finally happened. Uh, my Pokemon Fire Red. I no longer have to deal with Caterpie. Or uh, Metapodamine. Ray! He's now... He is a level 100. I now have 34. Level Go into 100. Poke Trash now. <laughs> Go into the Poke Never See Your uh, Butt Again. Because, <laughs> oh my gosh, you're annoying. And now, on to Kakuna. <laughs> Going to end up being like the same issue, I bet. However, saving grace for Kakuna, he has Poison Sting. So I can <laughs> actually attack You can actually him. attack. I can get to a certain point where he's level probably 80. And I can actually attack and do some sort of damage and not have to just switch switch trainers. Right. So that's that's good. Uh and just the today I got back into hard space shipbreaker. That's Nothing. another uh another podcast. good pod yes, podcast game. Just breaking down ships and chilling. Yeah. Now there is a, a story mode and it, I mean it's <laughs> the the story mode is the whole game is about big corporation smushing and, and minimizing the, the worker. So, like, the story is all about, you know, getting a workers' union and how the, the company doesn't want to work, Link's company doesn't want a workers' union because they're big bad people and mm-hmm. they don't want, you know, the little guys rising up. And, you know, so it's, it's a very political game if, you, if you're playing the story, which I tend to ignore. I just play it. <laughs> I I either do right. uh, open, what's it called? Free mode, open something and in free mode, or or I'll do the story, but I'll do open and I'll just you know skip through whatever dialogue I can. This is one of those things where I almost never skip through story. Uh huh. I skip through this story because <laughs> it is so <laughs> political. <laughs> it's just the game is fun. Um. Uh, and then I haven't been playing it, but Dez has been playing it because I played Bugs Next when it first came out. Talking about Bugs Next. Talking about Bugs Next. Uh, and beat that. And it was fun. It was one of those weird ones where people, like a lot of people online, were saying, oh, this, thought this game was more for kids. And whoa, wow, does it get, does it get heavy at the end? And I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, you know, like, Someone's How heavy can this be? Get, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 everyone's talking about it. And it gets to the end, I'm like, that's not heavy. Like, okay, it's not maybe really a seven-year-old shouldn't really be having to deal with it. But it's not like they can't. I mean, they're not yeah. hard questions to answer as an adult. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. And it, it was really weird of how, like, how aggressively 
heavy people thought this felt uh, felt this was and i was like that's not that's not a heavy topic it it's a yeah it's a normal topic and it's something you can breach with children no problem and most kids probably understand it better hell uh oh heck um um spirit fairer is a heavier game than bugs net uh sure i mean heavier in a different sense yeah, heavier in a, yeah in a diff in a very different sense, but it's still it's like it, people were talking about bugs next to being like a conversation starter that certain kids should wouldn't be ready for. I'm like, that's not no <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> uh, but she's playing it because she has she never played it when it first came out because she was very like uh she didn't like the having to catch them like pokemon but have to be very specific in how you catch them yeah you know certain traps have to be used certain ways or certain bait has to be used on certain type right and that's actually one of the things that i disliked about the game is because i'm like i don't like the having to plan for specific ones like in pokemon i'm okay with it like for like you know okay they only they only show up here or they only show up here or you need to use this stone to evolve them that's fine but like i don't like the okay they show up here at this time and they're on fire so to get them not on fire you have to bring them down from the mountain that they're on by luring them down and then into water and then out of the water because you can't put you know because it's too cold because you're in a snowy biome you have to bring them out of the water to then place your trap to catch them or the flying ones you've got to bring down and then they're also like frozen, so you have to heat them up, but there's no like heat sources near you, so you have to actually have a bug snack that's on fire to hit it it's too much sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I go and go, I don't like it. It's it's too much for me to deal with right now. This was not this was not fun of reacting in any way. <laughs> but she's been yeah. playing it and she seems to be liking it. Um See, I do hear every once in a while from the room of like, that's stupid. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, one made I a great game probably... decision. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean I got to do it this way? <laughs> Wait. Uh, I think she'll, she'll probably finish it and probably get into the aisle of big, big bugs. Big snacks. I'll sit. Yeah, I'll sit and watch her play that. I don't think I'm going to play that. I didn't mind the game, but I don't think I'm going to play it. I'll watch her play it. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of hoping that that big snack thing was going to end up being like, you know, giant bug snacks. But they end up, I think, from what I've seen, they're just like larger versions. They're not really like, you know, Godzilla sized or anything the, like well, that. Well, I don't know. We were watching a um, Let's Play. One of the guys, one of the Jeremy Dooley and Cat Dooley were playing. And they are bigger versions, but they're not just they're not just bigger versions of the same snack. They are new there are new snacks. Right. But I mean, I was expecting like big. Not just Godzilla. like okay, well this one's <laughs> the original one was the size of an RC car and this one's the size of a Volkswagen bug. Oh, I, I see was thinking okay. like, oh, this thing is like uh <laughs> it's two size stories. Of a house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm sure they probably the end is it has one or two like that, but yeah, I was it didn't expecting look like a. I was expecting a Shadow of the Colossus style bug snack. 
<laughs> yeah, you're, you're gonna grumpus climb the back of a of a oh she was an inch inchorito. <laughs> as it's as it's inching its way along, you're like climbing, and you gotta find its weak spot and stab it with your your uh I don't know what would you have? You have I, yeah, what, what would be the weapon? What do you have? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it would be that that uh, trip caster thing. Yeah, man. Now th- you wrap it wrap it around its neck and throw it onto the wall. <laughs> now they need to. Now they need to make bug snacks where it's just uh, It's just Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> Shadow of the bug snacks. snacks. Bug snacks of the Colossus. Shadow of the bug snacks. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of snacks, though, uh-huh. announcement, <laughs> you showed me, and I went, what? Yes. So, okay. I uh, follow Old Bay seasoning <laughs> on socials, because... Uh, that is just, in itself, is okay. <laughs> I, I like Old Bay. And, All right, Marylander. Of course. Can't take the boy out of Maryland, that's for sure. Uh, you mean can't take the Maryland out of the boy? That's what I meant to say. Hey, I, <laughs> just I I I mixed up the event the Avengers thing <laughs> earlier. So just if I mess up again, it's because I understand make, that it's yes. understand that it's backwards, right? <laughs> yeah, just understand it's backwards. <laughs> uh, so they had a I think it was an Instagram post. Where, hey, if you go and sign up to our newsletter, we're revealing a snack in the next coming days and be the first to, you know, know. <laughs> Typically, I don't sign up for newsletters. Uh, but I kind of wanted to know what this new snack was. <laughs> <laughs> it's Old Bay. What it's Old Bay. What kind of, and I like Old Bay on old things. Bay? Right. What could, what could Old Bay be adding snack? Right. So I get an email and I popped it open and it was a collaboration between Old Bay and Goldfish Crackers. Ugh. And uh, I was like, ah, <laughs> Goldfish is already my kryptonite. I could, oh, uh, you know, this big, uh, oh, I, big call them, I call them the milk, milk, chocolate milk carton. Yes. You know, but like 15 times the size, those big <laughs> ones. Yeah. I could eat all, I could eat a whole thing of those in a sitting. If I want to, if I you know wanted to, I I have to stop myself because Maris yep. likes them, so she gets mad at me when I eat them all. Uh, <laughs> but well, so, oh, so these look like they're just individual bags, um, but they're not well, releasing till summer. Well, and they're going to be Unless, limited time. And, oh yeah, they're limited time stuff, but not releasing till summer. I think is what it said on there. Unless you order from them directly. Oh. I didn't see that. Yeah. So in uh, 48 days, I will have a bag. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was, I didn't go and check. Cause I saw that, that you posted a video or something about that. And I was like, Oh, uh-huh. that's a good check. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize it had to be from them. I posted the video and I tagged uh, old Bay on it. Uh, <laughs> and it was, I tagged him in both my Instagram and um, TikTok ones. And I believe it was the TikTok one that they replied. Yes, it was. 
<laughs> so I made a really a, a funny reaction, you know, like a <gasps> type of thing. Right. And they said, if this is your reaction now, we can't wait to see when you actually try them. And they <laughs> did the laughing emoji. Nice. So now now you're obligated. No, I'm well. Obviously, I'm going to make a video of me eating them. <laughs> uh, but yes, I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" So, like I said, I got some coming in. I met. You can only order two sets, which each order is too bad. Right, they come in pack of two. Right. Yeah. So they'll be here before I head up. So guess who's bringing a bag with him when he comes up? <laughs> I mean, I may already have some. Just saying. <laughs> the other thing food wise was i uh found some ice cream uh that i didn't have yet now if you remember a while back i had i had found the little debbie ice creams yes i found the swiss roll and the oatmeal cream pie uh, both very good, by the way. I think I prefer the oatmeal cream pie, but both very good. Well, when I went to Walmart today, I actually went out to go buy stuff to make a, a deep dish pizza, which I will actually get into a little bit because I kind of want to talk about that too. <laughs> <laughs> but I, fe- I went by the frozen food section and lo and behold, there are all the flavors of the Little Debbie ice cream. <gasps> So I ended up picking up the Cosmic Brownie. I picked up, oh, you know what? No, not all of them. I'm sorry. So I ended up picking up the Cosmic Brownie. I picked up the um, the Nutter Butter. Mm. And, oh, shoot. What's the other one? It's not the Honey Bun. I left the Honey Bun alone because. Wasn't it the Zebra Cake in Christmas yes, Tree or something? Yes. So I picked up the Zebra Cake. Uh, the only one Have I didn't get was them? the honey bun because I don't really care for the honey bun. So <laughs> I will really be cared. eating one of these after the podcast is over. <laughs> uh, the only one I think is missing is the strawberry shortcake roll. I I have not seen that yet. And I'm really tempted to eat that one because I like that. I like strawberry shortcake. There's also, I saw a Christmas tree cake one, but I don't. Yeah, I think that was I, the other one that they had, the Christmas tree one, yeah. But I don't know why you would sell that outside of Christmas because they don't sell the Christmas trees outside of Christmas. Really? I could yeah. have seen them in. I don't Walmart think before. so. I'm pretty sure the the Christmas trees are only at Christmas, unless they do like a different. Um, uh, they're not called Christmas trees or holiday trees. Oh, they're called they might something not. Else. I don't know. Uh, a uh, tree. <laughs> but they're basically zebra cakes. Yeah, the zebra cakes. That's what I thought was weird because I was like, "Wait, isn't that just a zebra cake but green, <laughs> white with green or green?" I, 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 I think no, it's I green, color, but... green with white. Yeah, or red, green with red. It's green with red. Yes, I think I think that's right. And I mean, essentially, it's the same taste because it's just green dye yeah. and red dye. It's not yeah. like it's a it's just in mint. a fun shape. It's not a <laughs> right. octagon. Actually, what what shape is a Zebra uh, cake? Zebra it's a square. Or no, a it's cube. not. It's not. It's no? got multiple sides. Wait, yeah, I know it's got multiple sides. It's three dimensions, so it would be like a hold cube. Hold on, hold on. Zebra cake. I think it's like an It would be a polygon, then. Or is it polygon? Multiple sides. I don't know. I'm pulling up an image. 
Well, I mean, I know what it looks like. I guess it is it's six-sided. Yeah, I guess it's not a cube. Well, it is a cube because a cube doesn't necessarily intend mean that well, it's, it's not a cube. all same sides. It's six-sided. If you were to lay it flat, top looking top down, it's six-sided. Yeah, that's what a dice is—a cube, six sides. No, not a cube. Think of it as a two D plane. It's got okay. six sides. It is oh. not a square. It's not. No. <laughs> what am I thinking of? <laughs> <laughs> Are you a sure? Brownie's a square. When you break well, those it, those are in delicious. Half. But I know exactly what a cosmic, a cosmic brownie looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I say I also don't eat zebra. Yo, wait. You know what? You're right. I just googled it. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is not a. It is not a cube. <laughs> hmm. But it's is, six is, sides. is it one of those uh, dodecahedrons? But not a dodecahedron. What would you call a hexahedron or something like that? Well, I think you got to figure out. Well, you first got to figure out the name of what it is, 2D. And then from there, you can figure out what it is, what's it, what its name is in 3D. So in but, 2D, it's a stop sign. No, an octagon <laughs> is stop sign. That's six, that's eight sides. This is six sided. You have a picture, you can count. <laughs> what is it? Is it, uh, well, sept would be six. Well, sept is seven, so hex or sex. Yeah, hex hexagon is a six size. No, hexagon's five. Or no, he- it's pentagon. That's pentagon. No, what it's am a I pentagon. Thinking? Hex. Yeah, it's hex. We've lived. We live. We've lived so close to a pentagon. For I how drove long by it the other day. <laughs> you can't remember that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Hexagon a it's can be hex- defined as a closed two dimensional polygon with six sides, has six vertices and six angles. Also. Okay, so now that you're on Google, what is a 3D version of a hexagon? 3D version of hexagon. Hexagonal prism. But see, that's not even what? correct either. No, that's not. That's not what we're because thinking Because that is, that is a cube, or a, is more of like a, um, the dice. Hexagonal, hexagonal prism, the dice. Well, anyway, I got those, <laughs> and I'm going to eat one of them. I think I'm going to eat the cosmic brownie uh, when the show is done. <laughs> right, and I, I will let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what the yeah the cosmic brownie. I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, so the the other thing that I was uh, alluding to was I went out to get stuff to make a deep dish pizza. So I went out and got me a 13 inch skillet, a large skillet. And I'm going to make a deep dish uh, pizza in that. But I'm going to make it a deep dish stuffed crust. But I'm going to make it a stuffed crust with bacon on the inside. Mm. And bacon. the toppings for this one are going to be, well, it, the leftover mozzarella from the stuffed crust. Uh, and usually I would use um, mozzarella sticks. Or, you know, string cheese. Right. But I figure I'm going to try actual mozzarella this time. Low, low moisture mozzarella and just cut it into sticks and see if that does any better. Uh, typically, when you make a stuffed crust pizza, uh, you use the, the string cheese and the moisture from the steam in the string cheese creates this nice little, like, cavity. Now... The stuff you buy at the store 
is just going to melt and you're just going to have this nice little flat thing in your crust. Right. Versus something like a Pizza Hut or a Little Caesars or a Papa John's where they have specially formulated mozzarella <laughs> that will actually <laughs> kind of hold its shape and be melty inside. So you right. get that whole crust of cheese. I think I'm going to try to avoid that with maybe popping some air holes to let the steam escape and see if maybe, just maybe, <laughs> uh, that'll keep it so that it's not just this giant pocket of air and a little tiny piece of uh, stuffed crust on the bottom. But I'm going to top it with the mozzarella, uh, just some, what did I get? I think I got uh, just a Fiesta blend. So like, you know, cheddar and uh, whatever the white one is. I'm drawing a blank on pepper jack or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put some chorizo on it. Ooh. And I'm going to put the leftover bacon on it. And I had something else, but I'm drawing, oh, mushrooms. I'm going to put mushrooms on there. Mush. So I think it's going to be a pretty good one. Yeah. Now, I talk about food to lead into my actual game that I played this week. One of them, which was a bakery simulator. <laughs> yeah, I saw that on the list and I'm like, hmm, you've piqued my interest. Yes. So I was playing, uh, I don't know, probably about an hour or two hours of bakery simulator. And you are running a bakery. 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 And it is it is not bad uh so far that I've played. Uh I'm planning to do a like a video let's play of it. Maybe when I come up, that's what we'll uh we'll do or something. Uh do another little uh let's play preview type of thing. Yeah. But you you pull orders for different types of breads. Um you go over to your basically your rack of different uh, ingredients and you put how much you need to make, let's say it's a, you know, a a French roll or something, put it in the bowl, go to your mixer, mix it up, take it to the table, knead it out, cut it up into the right shape, put it into either a, uh, a baking sheet or pan or like a loaf pan or something and then pop it in the oven bake it, pull it out, and then you actually have to go and deliver it until you can afford to pay somebody to do that for you. Oh, wow. And it's a 3D environment that you're driving out into. I was just going to say. It's not as good, I guess you could say, as something like that food truck simulator we played. Oh. Uh, It is very... uh, Well, good is not the word I'm trying to refer to. I'm talking more about the design and uh, aesthetically pleasing yeah sure aesthetically pleasing of the city it feels more like like this city is very bare bones and it felt more like what I expected food truck simulator to be (laughs) okay Uh, so it's not like a GTA uh, 5 look more like a GTA 3 3 Three, okay. Because two is the top down. Sorry, three is right. Yeah. So this would feel this would be uh, GTA three to uh, food truck simulators GTA (laughs) four. So it is quite quite different. But the game itself, you know, is uh, just like any other simulator. It is a nice way to pass the time. It's pretty fun. 
Uh, the other thing I had run across this week was Dinosaur Fossil Hunter, which is well, a before, fossil simulator. Before you go on to that, is that bakery simulator, is it out or is it still uh, pre- like I believe alpha, both of these are out. Okay. Uh, they are not in, um, what is, not alpha, what? Uh, uh, Early access. Early, early access, access, yes. It is yeah. not early access. I believe both of these are out. Okay. So, Dinosaur Fossil sim, uh, Simulator. So, here's where I'm getting a little confused on this one. The, the name of the game in Steam, I believe, is, has Simulator in the title. But when you go and install it on your desktop, it says Dinosaur Fossil Hunter. Steam uh, <laughs> so. says Dinosaur Fossil Hunter. Okay, Paleontology somewhere... Simulator. That's the undertitle. Okay, there you go. That's what it is. The, uh, you know, after the colon. <laughs> yeah, I forget what that, there's a name for that. Subtitle? Yes, subtitle. Now, this one is not, not too bad either. I think this one's a little more involved than Bakery Simulator. Okay. In this one, you are running a museum and you go out to the dig site you get in a car, you drive to the actual location where the fossils would be, you go find the area that they started digging, you run your um, seismic thingy on top of it to find <laughs> rock. Oh, it's rock. Okay, I see. And when you find it, you flag it so that you know where it's at to come back to later. Uh, when you're done, you go to where one of your flags are, pull out your shovel dig until you get to the rocks and you find the rock then uh-huh. you have to use a uh what do they call it basically you're shooting like x-rays into the rock to see if there's any like um, gprs global sh- position radial signals we use it at we use that at the uh, uh substations to find uh cables Sure, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. Basically, it's it's detecting if there's any sort of radiation, how faint there is coming out of the rock. Um, right. And if there's one in there, then you take your pickaxe and you... Well, first, you got to brush off the rock. Uh, you brush off the rock, then... Oh, or is it the pickaxe? Now I'm drawing a blank. Well, we'll just say <laughs> you take the brush, brush off the rock, and then you make a casting mold of it so that you can take it to the actual museum to actually go do work on it. <laughs> so uh, that's about as far as I gotten was actually collecting the stuff from the field. So I didn't actually get back to the museum yet. Ah, but this is another one I think we'll end up doing another, um, you know, preview let's play for uh, it. I see potential. That's cool. It's it. Both of those actually sound uh, interesting. <laughs> interesting enough for me to write them down <laughs> so i mean along the lines of like a house flipper i don't i don't think they're going to be as um uh not addicting but like you know catching <laughs> you know it's not i don't think it's going to hold our attention as well as something like a house flipper or a car mechanic or, right. or even like a power wash simulator uh but close Try it out. So the show topic for today. Our topic we're covering is does decision fatigue 
affect your gaming habits. And Eric, if you would, uh, so for people who aren't aware of decision fatigue, could you give us a little definition? Yeah. So decision fatigue, and this is as defined from AMA-ASSN.org or the American Medical Association. Uh, decision fatigue is the idea that after making many decisions, your ability to make many uh, to make more and more decisions over the course of the day becomes worse. The more decisions you have to make, the more fatigue you develop, and the more difficult it can it can become uh, as the day goes on. Uh, so basically, de- decision fatigue is is more or less what it sounds like. The more decisions that you make, uh, it wears you down, and as you go throughout your day, you're less likely to make. I don't say the correct decision, but it's harder to make or determine what is the correct decision as you go along your day. Um, this could be, and in the, in the same article they mention, it could be, a, you know, we make hundreds of decisions each day, and each decision, though it may seem small and minute, still affects your decision-making later down the line. So, like, you can open up the fridge, and if all you have is a bagel in the fridge, okay, that's an easy decision. That's not really... You know, hasn't really fatigued you, but if you open the fridge and you've got like a bagel and you've also got you know leftover Chinese food and you've got um, you know pork and you've got you know and you have a litany of things, you have now a dis- you have a more uh, intense decision to make, right? Or things like choosing what you want to wear for the day um, tends to be a hard decision that people um, uh, people make. Um, and, you know, what road to go down, be, you know, due to traffic, right? That's a big decision uh, a lot of people make almost every day uh, for work and stuff like that, knowing that, you know, the, this one's a little longer, but this is, you know, distance-wise, but this is going to be a longer trip because it's uh, traffic, but if maybe the traffic won't be as bad. So, like, those are all decisions that you make daily. And at the end of the day, it does... they. A lot of psychiatrists and um, scientists have found that, yes, the more decisions you make early in the day does affect your decision making at night later on in the day. So the question we have is, does a fi- the decision fatigue affect your gaming habits or vice versa? Does because you play a lot of um, uh, open world games where there's multiple different stories does that affect your decision making outside of gaming i don't know so like i don't think it does for me like i could sit there and play let's say grand theft auto where you've got a ton of different uh side activities you could do or you play through the main story or you're making a decision on like well which which outfit do i wear which gun do i take into this battle which you know, which car am I driving? I think for me, because uh, I'm not too familiar with decision fatigue, but I think I, I kind of uh, silo it in whatever I'm doing. So like I, I could see myself getting decision fatigue in GTA. Within the game. But then the moment I'm out of the game, if I need to go choose between, you know, Cheerios or Cinnamon Toast Crunch, uh, I'm going to go pick the one that I want. I, it's not going to be like, oh, this is such a hard decision now because I've made all these other decisions. Um, 
I, I'm sure there is some of that. If it goes the other way, like if I were starting in the morning and I had to go, you know, meeting after meeting, uh, giving opinions on things, giving my my thoughts on this or that, making decisions on different products or projects. Then I come home, you know, I'm exhausted. Maybe I don't play a game like GTA because I know that I'm going to end up having a lot of decisions I'm going to need to make. <laughs> so, so then, that- like a simulator, like, you know, a power right. wash or something, well, we would consider a good podcast game because you can just kind of relax and do. Yep. So that's actually the exact kind of thought process I had of that is that uh, within the game, if I'm, let's say it's a weekend, right? I started playing the game. I'm playing the game. I'm making a decision. We'll say like Detroit, right? Oh, sure. Has Lots of decisions. Multiple decisions. Many. It's a, That's all the game is. <laughs> Yeah, basically. And you can make the wrong one. <laughs> right. So there's then, that yeah, stress there's a, on top of it. Right. There's a stress to not just the decision, but the decision and a wrong decision. Or a decision that has an outcome you did not intend it to have. Sure. Right? Um, so, yeah, if I were to play that, you know, I make the decision and then I come out of it. I found that I did. So I didn't beat fully play Detroit. Because this was actually at a time where I was at a different job working for a nuke plant. And there was a lot more uh, red tape decisions that I had to make. And after hearing about the decision fatigue, it made more sense to me as to why I would wait till the weekend to play that game. Mm-hmm. And then not make any major decisions for that day. I found that like during the day I would go to work. I'd, you know, be working, make decisions, whatever, and, you know, make plans and then come home. And if I was going to play a game, it would be like destiny, something shooting, running, shooting or running, running and gunning or something where I'm just playing and not making decisions. I always just, I threw it up to being tired, right? Oh yeah. I just had a long day. I just want to rest, that kind of thing. But after hearing this, because this all kind of decision fatigue stuff kind of sparked, uh, became more prominent because it's always been there, apparently, you know, theoretically, but it came more prominent because of the pandemic, right? Because everyone was isolating and having to make more decisions internally in the house with less, like one person, you know, was like the, the leader, quote unquote, of the, of the household. They ended up having to make more decisions because they're in the household more often. Or um, they had to make decisions for the kids because they were at home. The kids were at home more often. So like this decision fatigue became more prominent. And when I started, Des was telling me about it. And when I started hearing about it, I was like, oh, that actually makes sense in the way that I was, the way that I was handling these, these things. Like within the game, I was, you know, making decisions. But if, if throughout the day I was making harder decisions or a lot of decisions i ended up not wanting to play that game not because i was tired as uh, physically tired but i was what was called you know emotionally drained but it was wasn't really emotionally drained more as i was just tired of making a decision i didn't want to do decisions i didn't want to make a you know (laughs) quote-unquote life or death decision within my robot game (laughs) yeah you just want to be able to get in there you know pass the time with something that is almost to the point of automation. <laughs> right. Mechanical, automated, yeah. Like uh, like the Satisfactory um, was a game that I've been looking at 
that looks very uh, much like you know, I, hey, it's just okay. automation. I'm gonna say if you're if you're oh, not, suff- satisfactory. not suffering, Factoria, Factoria, Factorio. not satisfactory. Okay, if you think you're gonna have an issue with uh, um, decision fatigue, don't go that route because really? <laughs> Satisfactory and Factorio, they all are they are all about decision. Oh, is it a branching tree kind of thing? Yeah, well, it's it's you're designing a factory, so you're you're trying to uh, make your thing run as efficiently as possible in by way of how you've designed, um, you know, different hoppers and things and automated system mm, from talking to one another. So it is more like a oh, what do you call that? Not a spreadsheet, but what do you call that graph where you're basically doing, well, this one goes into this, and then when this does this, it goes into here, but then this, when that's done that, it goes... A flowchart. Yes, thank you. Why did I not remember flowchart? It is basically (laughs) designing a 3D flowchart. Oh, okay. So Factorio is... I think Factorio is the top-down version, where kind of like if you were playing... um, like SimCity or something. And Satisfactory is a 3D walk around type, kind of like, let's say, Astroneer. Uh, so, yeah, then that would not be <laughs> that would the not relief be what, of decision fatigue. <laughs> right. So, again, like those simulator ones are very much like that. You know, take uh, the, the bakery simulator. You know, you can get a bunch of different jobs to do. Well, I don't really need to do one that pays a lot of money. Let me just do this one here because I like doing uh, brioche buns versus, you know, right. whatever well, it's, else. It's that, like, I noticed that those simulator games tend to be very much like, yes, you're, you're working. It, it is a work element, right? Like you're working. Most of them are a job of some sort. But it's not necessarily the job where you're making the decision. It's like, you know, here's this order. Make this order. Yeah, you do, do you steps, are do these steps. You are going automated. <laughs> You're like, right. I'm on autopilot. Right. I don't have to make a decision. It, I, I just need I to it, clean this it. house. <laughs> <laughs> right. It just needs to not be dirty. Like I like I said, I see it, I do it. You tell me what to do, I do it. Yeah. So yeah, I could see how that would, you know would affect your game. Like if I had a hard day, you know, I, I don't think I would go and. Like, if I were playing, like, an Assassin's Creed, I don't think I would go and try to do a bunch of side stuff. I think I would just follow the story for a while. That way I can just, you know, relax, have the story tell me what I need to do, and go do it. I don't have to go and select or be like, okay, I need to go find this, I need to go do that. Just tells me, go kill this guy, I go kill the guy. (laughs) But see, I'm also, I also noticed... And maybe this is just, you know, from realizing it, you know, uh, because it's now brought up in, in your mind, you know, like how you say, like, you, know, you you get a new car and you're like, well, I haven't seen this car on the road until I bought it. And now I see it all over the place, that kind of thing, because it's like, you know, it's it's in your mind now. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, I, I but, know of this uh, phenomena. <laughs> yeah, phenomena. Um, but yeah, that's like... uh. I've noticed that I'm less likely to like, if I play like in a game like Assassin's Creed or GTA in a sense, 
um, a game where there is a branching story and I need to make this make hard decisions uh, or harder decisions where like I'm going to lose something if I make one decision over the other. Right. Not just like uh, this is the story path, but like a decision where I will not get an item or a person or whatever. If I play a game like that in the morning, I am less likely to end out less likely to end up either playing another game like it or making heavier decisions at the end of the day. I'll usually I've realized I've noticed that when I do that and I don't play like all day, I'll go outside and like play basketball or do something physical or I'll build a model, Mm -hmm. something that doesn't involve me making decisions um, and and intense decisions. So like, and I've just kind of like thought back, thought back behind it. I'm like, Oh, that, I, that is what's happening is I I've used my decision making (laughs) in the game (laughs) and I've, I've, I've tapped out. I only had 30 decisions, to, uh, 30 big decisions that I could make. And I used 25 of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, so like I was saying earlier, like, I don't, I don't know if, if it works in that direction for me, like, you know, making big decisions outside of gaming. Mm-hmm. When I come to gaming, then I don't want to. But, it's isolated. But yeah, the other way around, like if I spent all morning playing a game that is, heavy on decisions or heavy on options heavy on you know uh you know let's say i was playing detroit all morning <laughs> uh or <laughs> like one of those quantic uh dream games right i would still be fine coming you know later on someone asked hey do you want to go out and do this or this or this i would probably still be okay now that i think about it well now that i think about it i probably wouldn't be doing it in a social situation i'd probably be like yeah you guys go do your thing i'm gonna stay at home <laughs> Regardless of how much I spent making decisions in the morning. Making decisions in the morning. It's, it's still better. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, but I think it would be be like that for me. Uh, so I guess the, I guess a, a good question here would be, what do you think would resolve that? Let's say you do make a lot of those decisions in the morning and you do want to play uh, a game in the afternoon and you know that you want to play something heavy, but you just aren't physically or mentally capable i think i have a solution but i don't i want to hear what you think um see i don't really know because that's one of those like the best way of currently what they did the best way of to uh counteract decision fatigue is to make less decisions (laughs) like that is (laughs) right that is the medical like uh suggestion you make less decisions automate more of your life which is you know, funny because that's the what the exact opposite of what we've been told for how many years is you know not everything needs to be automated, <laughs> right? Um. Uh, well, so let me and I guess my solution kind of falls a little bit in that regard too. So, like, if you're playing a game uh, that has a lot of decisions, play a game co-op if it oh, has yeah. the option to do so. Now you're splitting those decisions between two people. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're giving that uh that option to to have fifty percent of that decision making made by somebody else. That's a valid yeah, valid yeah. point. Or like I notice I've been ending up playing more games in uh, either easy mode or in story mode. Oh yeah, that's a good way to do it too. That way you don't run the risk of you know 
let's say penalties, <laughs> you know? Yeah, penalties. So right. even if you make a bad decision, it's a decision that you don't have to think about. Right. And I've noticed that I've been making, and this could just be coincidental, but I mean, getting into, you know, a more adult jobs, right? As a kid, <laughs> <laughs> I, I worked at like retail. So like there wasn't a whole lot of decision making being made there, but I also played a lot more uh, heavier, harder um, rated games. Like I would play them on harder modes. Whereas as I'm getting older, I'm noticing, you know, I'm more in a more of an adult, adult job where I'm making more decisions. I'm, you know, responsible for more things mm -hmm. um, that ends up being, <laughs> I'm playing games with less decision making or as an easier, uh, easier difficulty or, or just story kind of thing. So I made, <laughs> I made a, a very exhaustive adult decision uh, <laughs> today. Um, so while I was out at Walmart to buy those stuff, ice creams or not, <laughs> uh, well, no, that, that was simple. I knew which ones <laughs> I was going to buy. Uh, no. So I went and I needed to get some more mouthwash. Right. And I get to the mouthwash se section and I'm thinking before I get there, well, I'm just going to get the standard Listerine, maybe just the Walmart brand. Cause it's cheaper. And then I get in the aisle and now I'm sitting there for about 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, well, this one will do this stuff and this one will do that stuff. Well, whitening would be great, but you know, uh, you know, they're, they're getting rid of the gingivitis in the plaque. <laughs> that would be also good. But here's the store brand. It's cheaper. Am I going to get more bang for my buck? So now I'm tossing uh, min-maxing into my decision-making. And it is decision fatigue. So I just ended up grabbing one. <laughs> so I think that was my adult decision for today. What mouthwash to get? <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't think I've ever, I, I, you know what? I, I have had that with like toothpaste, not mouthwash, like mouthwash. It's like, you know, it doesn't have to be Listerine. doesn't have to be like name brand, but. Oh yeah. No, it's one thing, but toothpaste I've done that with, where I'm like looking at it going like, okay, I want my teeth to be white. So I should get white, but I also want to get rid of you know, plaque. I don't like plaque. Yeah. Plaque's not good. I, I don't want to have cavities. I, like, <laughs> I don't want to have cavities. I, I, yeah, I have, <laughs> I have soft teeth, so I probably should get the cavity one. Oh, there's the a cavity and whitening. But wait, oh. what about a cavity whitening and, and plaque reducing? Oh, wait, there's also enamel building? <laughs> yeah. So I saw one today for uh, the mouthwash where it was um, enamel uh, hardening. Not, hardening. Not, not protection. Not... Um, uh, like producing but hardening you are basically rebuilding the already existing and it's like what's the difference just how about you give me an all-in-one or give me one oh. that does that really good <laughs> but that's one of those things where i've always found found it funny it's like why have all of these separate individual things like if this was if this was a video or a software this would be People would be like, why, why are you building four different mo uh, versions that are running independently? You should just stack version right. one. Oh, we've also got, we've also added this. That's version two, not two different types. Yeah. 
unless unless the chemicals have a weird reaction with one another, well, why not just do an all in one that will do it? Right. But again, you know, science. well, I mean, we know so why. Who knows? Well, yes, uh, not science in that regard. Uh, that's uh, capitalism in that. <laughs> yeah, that that's the reason for that. Because <laughs> they can charge more. Because they can charge more and uh, have you buy two different products. Right. <laughs> but sure. yeah, that that's that's a valid point. That is that is a decision. I mean, I I do know you go into the grocery store and like like. Decision, decision fatigue everywhere in a grocery store. Yeah, all over the place. You're walking down the aisle and you're like, what, you know, the obvious question is, what do we need at the house? And mm-hmm. the next one is, what do we want for dinner? Well, if you had, what do we want for dinner for is the it, next. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's like just making that decision. And then on top of that, once you've made the decision on what you need or what you want to have for dinner, then you've got to decide what do you want to put in the dinner? <laughs> like, and I want chicken. All that is said and done. Then you got to go home and, and make the one last decision. Do I make it now or do I order something? <laughs> yeah. Well, it usually ends up being I make it now because, you know, a family of, right. of uh, five is cheaper to make food than it is to order. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that, that is the, the key. It's like, we bought it. Do I feel like making it now? <laughs> Well, I'm going to make the hard decision and go ahead and end today's podcast. Wham! Slam Bam. it down like a, like a thwomp. So, I want to thank everybody for joining us today. If you haven't yet, go and click on that subscribe button. You'll see it right on your screen there. Just click on it. Subscribe to us. Did you enjoy the conversation? Let us know. Uh, send us your questions, your topics, and corrections to .exe at savingcontent.com. Or you can leave us a comment over on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Just search at Saving Content. Uh, you'll find us pretty much on all socials. If you're looking for additional in-depth gaming discussions, check out the Quick Save Podcast. Both us and the Quick Save Podcast are now on Amazon uh, Music, so you can go listen to us on those uh, services. I think uh, Audible is also there, but I, I don't remember. I don't remember what I when I signed it up, uh, what it's actually going to. But it's on Amazon. So well, I believe Audible is part of Amazon. Like it is Am- part of Amazon, Amazon, but I don't yeah, know so. if it's going into the Audible store. <laughs> I didn't oh, actually okay, search. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, I want you guys to remember to visit savingcontent.com for all the latest news and reviews. This week, we have a bunch from Scott. He just working it out, getting stuff done. He got Trek to Yomi? Yumi? I I don't actually know how to pronounce that. Trek to Yomi. He's got a review for that one out there. He's got Rush Rally Origins uh, review as well. The Rocat Burst Pro Air it's a mouse. I think it's a, a light-up mouse. Uh, I reviewed Rogue Legacy 2 and gave that a rousing review, so go and read that if you want to know a little more about Rogue Legacy. And Scott also did a preview of Warside Challenges, the early access for that game. So if you guys want to learn a little more about that, go check it out on our YouTube. Speaking of, 
saving content is on YouTube. And our podcast gets posted up there along with all a lot of other video previews, reviews, and trailers. Uh, plus uh, different original content that we've done in the past. Finally, I would like you to leave us a rating and review. You can do it right in your podcast app and tell your friends about .exe. It'll help us grow and we would really appreciate it. So thank you for listening today. And remember, kindness costs us nothing, but it means everything. Good night. Good night.